Hello, gorgeous soul. I'm Diane Bell, and this is the Aim from the Heart podcast, your weekly dose of tips, techniques, strategies, and inspiration to help you live a life beyond your wildest dreams. If you're ready to use the art of intentional manifestation to create more freedom, more joy, more abundance, and more bliss in your life, you are in the right place. Grab a cup of tea, pull up a chair, and let's have some fun. I am so glad you're here today. Let's do this. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to this episode of the Aim from the Heart podcast. Today, I have a very special treat for you, a conversation that I had with none other than KC Vollard, and that is spelled K, like the letter K, the letter C, Vollard. Casey Villard is a business coach with a difference. She is completely rooted in somatic well-being, nervous system regulation, and most especially kundalini yoga as the tool to achieve these things. She is really an exceptional human and I was so excited to have a conversation with her and share this with you. For a while she was indeed my coach. I am so excited to share her energy and her vision and her way of seeing the world with you. I know you're going to get a lot out of this. So settle down and enjoy our conversation with Casey Vollard. I am so excited today to welcome Casey Vollard to the Aim from the Heart podcast. Casey is somebody who I discovered about exactly one year ago and she popped into my feed somehow and immediately I was like, oh my God, who's this woman? I need to know her. She's incredible. The energy, the vibe, the whole feeling. And I think I really jumped into, you were doing a special uh, kind of mastermind, like a short group. And I immediately jumped into it and I was just like, oh, I just love this woman's energy and what she's about and the people she attracts and just everything about it. And it was fantastic. And then we worked together for a while. So Casey is actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, but as my understanding is you're a business coach, especially for soul-led entrepreneurs, and that you have a very special approach to business, to doing business and to teaching business. And that's what really excited me when I discovered you and your work, because I was just in a place where I was like feeling gunky with a lot of it and feeling sort of like there were certain ways I had to do things. And somehow you opened my mind to a whole new model of business and a whole new model of being. And I haven't said the, the, the big K word yet. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should. So the K word is the Kundalini aspect, which I freaking love about you because I was obviously a yogi for many years. And I just love the way you integrate yoga into the business and into the practices. So welcome, Casey. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Did I get Thank things you. right? Or is there anything that you're like, that's not exactly it. Yeah. No, I think it's perfect. And I think it's always really interesting, too, when we, you know, create a bio or the like, what do you do? And I feel like I I wear so many hats and we're all such multidimensional beings. We have different perspectives and talents and, you know, different layers to our expertise. I know you're the same way. It's like you could teach, you know, screenwriting and a whole different body of work. Now you have this other body of work and then we're asked to put it into a 50 character Instagram bio and it feels like it just doesn't capture it. And so, yes, I am a business coach for the soulpreneurs, the heart-centered entrepreneurs, uh, the healers, the mystics are, are the people that I really love to work with the most, the creators, the visionaries, the trailblazers. But the unique approach that I do take, and we can call me a kundalini business coach or an energy alchemy business coach, but 
I really um, I take the approach of our body, our physical body and our energetic body being the most important thing that we focus on in business before we start applying strategy. The strategy is easy. Building a business is easy. We, the first things that we have to look at is number one, who am I as a soul being an entity? What is my power? What are my values? What is my truth? And clearing out old conditioning, old trauma, you know, the things that hang out in our nervous system, the dysregulation in our nervous system. When we clear that out, we create this optimal environment for success. Optimal environment for success in my body, in my subconscious, in my energy and my frequency. And then I know who I am and I know what I do. And then I lead my business from there. So yes, business coach in quote, but I, I really work with the whole human, the whole human experience. It's a very holistic um, business approach. <laughs> yes. And that's what lit me up when I discovered you because that focus on the body and on the nervous system stuff. I'm just like, yes, hell yes. So I'm just like, yeah. could you just, for people who are listening, just describe a little bit of your journey, like what brought you yeah. to this? Yeah, you know, I think that's such a big piece of why I teach things the way that I teach it. So I've been in the online you know, business and marketing world for about 10 years. I started my business in the health and wellness industry and built a business around that. So I have been, you know, teaching wellness and holistic living for a really long time. And the business aspect has really just gone along with that. But for my journey, as far as like, you know, how much time do we have on here? We're laughing before we have done <laughs> how much time do you have? I feel like I've lived 17 lifetimes in this lifetime. But what really brought me to the business world is I was the party girl growing up. I was really disconnected from my body. I was substance abuse, drug abuse, uh, partying all of the time, trying to A, find my way through life and B, numb all the sensations and emotions that I was feeling and the trauma that was pent up in my body. And when I was 22, I got pregnant with my first daughter. I was living in my parents' basement. Like I moved back in with my parents just to like save money and do my thing and like be a free spirit and all the things. But like a mattress on the concrete floor, like in my parents' basement, set it up like a, a whole bedroom. Then I got pregnant with my first daughter and she was only a couple of months old and my parents' house sold. So I was like, I have no job. I am a total hot mess. I am now like having to find a home. So essentially, I was like weeks away from being homeless with a two-month-old baby. I found this like little condo for us to move into, like mold infested, <laughs> like baseboards were ripped off. It was like a whole situation. I remember taking the last $20 out of my Bible that I got when I was little to buy groceries and diapers for my baby. And I remember in that moment thinking, I'm a good person and I don't know how I got here, but this is not where it ends. This is not the story of my life that I'm creating for me or for her. And if, you know, I'm, I'm willing to look at my shit and I'm willing to do things differently for myself, but for her. 
And so that's when I started my first business is I was like, I really have to figure this out and I have to figure it out quickly. And through repairing my, my own relationship to my body and my relationship to the things that I was doing to my body, I was seeking health and wellness and it completely rejuvenated my perspective of life as my spiritual journey really started. And so I overhauled my human to be a really good mom for that little girl. And through that, I started teaching health and wellness and I learned how to build a business. I built that business to a seven-figure business in like five years. So yeah, we went from mold infested condo to six figure, seven figure business owner in five years. And so I learned a lot along the way. I learned a lot about not giving up when your back is against the wall. I learned about having all the odds stacked against you. Who's going to take me seriously? You know, who am I to be doing this? I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm sharing this because I think so many people feel that way in business. You know, it's like, who's going to take me seriously? Who am I to do this? I'm not going to be able to build this business. I don't have the resources. I don't know what I'm doing. And I just put one foot in front of the other every single day. So that's how I built the beginning of my business. Now, how did I get into spiritual business coaching from there? About five years into my business, I started getting that little whisper. And I know that you know what I'm talking about. It's like, this is beautiful, but it's not quite it. And so... When we have found ourselves in these environments in life where it's really good, but you know it could be great, right? We see this in relationships a lot. Like it's good, I'm supported, we're happy, we have fun, but it's not great. And it's good, but your body wants great. Your soul knows that there's great. There becomes a toxic detachment. Staying in an environment that is not fully aligned, fully activated, I'm not fully in my power, X, Y, Z, and I'm choosing to stay there, it becomes toxic. It's like a piece of fruit. When something is past its expiry date, it becomes toxic. It becomes stale. It becomes rancid. It goes moldy. So I stayed in good past the expiry date when I knew that there was more for me. And so for me, that showed up in the form of postpartum anxiety, wanting to burn my business to the ground and run away. And I said to my husband one day, like bawling on the couch, I said, this is not it. And I think I want to be a spiritual business mentor. He's like, Do you, what even is that? I was like, I don't know, but I know that's what I wanted. And that's the path that like was calling at me. So I pursued it. I burnt, literally burnt the business to the ground and created my own brand. And the As She Rises brand, that's what As She Rises means. It's from the ashes, from the I don't know. I'm going to harness my power and I'm going to go and I'm going to do it anyways. And I'm going to find my strength and my voice. And that's what I did. And over the past four years, we have generated almost $2 million inside of this business from, once again, and I don't know. I don't know, but I'm willing to find my true north. And I'm willing to trust myself enough every single day and, and figure out what it's going to become. That is so inspiring. So I'm just like one, just rewinding in this conversation. He said, business is easy. The strategy is easy, right? 
Yeah. Can you just elaborate on that? Because I think a lot of people listening will be like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm doing everything and it's not working. And here you are, like, build two businesses. Seemingly, well, I'm sure it's not effortlessly, but it's certainly in short periods of time. Yeah. Honestly, like, I think that there is this uh, disillusion between the difference between easy and low effort. So it feels like ease. It feels like alignment. It feels like purpose. That doesn't mean that it's not hard. It doesn't mean that I didn't have to work my off. It doesn't mean that there wasn't grit and moments of being like, oh no, what am I doing? This isn't working. I've had many launches fail. I've had programs that I've put out that there were three people in them. I've had many posts where they had complete cricket. So is it simple and filled with ease? Yes, because I choose for it to be way that's a value that's a non-negotiable in my business but it doesn't mean that there wasn't effort I put in max effort but the effort always feels like it's coming from curiosity from pleasure from excitement I always say it's like this the difference in the energetics are am I am I in push energy or am I in pull energy when I am in pull energy, it's like my heart is being pulled towards the things that I'm creating. Like I can, I'm so excited to share things. That's I'm being pulled towards it. Pull energy makes it feel easy. Still a lot of work, but it makes it feel easy. When I'm in push energy, there's force, there's pressure. I feel like I am in pressure cooker. I'm being pushed into my business. Anything that I create from there. It's going to feel frustrating. I'm going to feel bitter. I'm going to be exhausted. So it's checking the energy of which we are coming at the business strategy. And again, that's why I take such a huge holistic approach to each individual business because it's that internal environment. Is it pull or is it push? Is it Yes, curious. I'm nervous. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm willing to do it anyways because I'm turned on and I'm excited. Or do I feel like I'm doing this because I have to do it? Somebody told me that I had to do it this way because I need it to work or I need to make money. So the perspective around the business will create the energy around the business and the energy is what's going to create whether it's hard or it's easy. <laughs> Do you see those as like masculine and feminine energies or do you get that not terminology that you use? Yeah, it, well, yes and no. I would say both polarities have both the push and the pull. <laughs> so our feminine can have a push and a pull. We can be forcing creativity and forcing like what are my next steps to take and forcing the ideas to come through or we can be in receptivity and joy and turn on and play and the creative ideas come through and the same with the masculine energy like we can be forcing and hustling and doing because someone told us or we can be really supporting ourselves and allowing our feminine to flourish because i got my own and i'm willing to put one foot in front of the other and figure it out so definitely both and i mean we can always talk about 
polarity inside a business too. You need both. There's not a feminine-led business and a masculine-led business. Business is both. It's the creativity and the receptivity and the I am. And there's the structure and the foundation and the support and the the follow through and the heart, the the holding dynamic, right? There's the flow and there's the hold. <laughs> That's why I like to look at it. It's like the feminine is this creative, fluid, uh, the visionary, the, the creator, the artist of the business. And then we still need the masculine structure. She's going to be like a wildfire. So the the structure and the launching and the strategy and the taking the steps and crafting the post and doing the business actions in a like structured way both dynamics are really important so i listened recently to your podcast episode which just really resonated about pivoting because i've been obviously going through a pivot of my own and i saw a couple of posts you did on instagram and obviously like this was a huge this was a huge pivot for you can I ask you about like getting the courage to walk away from your past business? I mean, if you had created a business that was successful and working and you've got kids and so on, like, what did it take for you to go, okay, I am actually leaving this and I'm starting this new thing. And how did you hold yourself through that? Yeah, I feel like I'm the queen of pivoting. <laughs> I've learned how to do it really quickly now. Number one, I think that it's really important that we're building a business that has the ability to pivot. So think of it like a, a rock solid foundation, but then it's almost like, you know, those lazy Susans or like the things that are in the middle of your um, kitchen table where it's got the really firm base so you can spin it and it's not going to go flying off the table, but it has that ability to rotate and change. I think our business gets to be the same rock solid foundation in terms of like product suite and um, like monthly monthly recurring revenue and things like that are really important. But I've also built my brand, my personal brand and my identity with the understanding that I'm always going to be an evolution. I'm going to be a different woman tomorrow than I am today. And I don't want to pigeonhole myself in my business so that I can't be different tomorrow than I am today. So when we build a, a a business around our personal brand, which means our values. It's speaking what I stand for and what I stand against and what is important to me and that I will always be in a state of evolution. And we create an environment, not listen to me. I am the expert and I can teach you something, but let's go together. Let's build community. And if you resonate with the community, then we're going to go the distance together. So I really try and focus building my business on a sense of community. And as I grow and I evolve and change, I know that there will be parallel for you or for any one of my other clients. There's always those parallels. And do some, you know, karmic contracts come to an end? Well, of course, and that's okay too. But when it comes to pivoting inside of your business, so that's something that I learned after the fact. <laughs> I'm building my business now in a way that if I decided tomorrow that I actually want to teach about nutrition again, it would make sense. People would buy a nutrition program if I put it out because of how I place a business. Now, that's not the case of when I you know, walked away from my first business to pursue this. But again, it's looking at what genuinely is 
screaming at you that you have been avoiding that does not feel good in your body anymore that feels like an old conversation that you're still having because you believe that it will produce a certain result eventually it becomes toxic eventually it does and it's going to show up in your body your nervous system you're going to get burnt out will be resentment and then the clients stop signing like they used to then you're frustrated with clients so once we decide that actually i am made for more you're never gonna have full clarity that that's how our dharma works right it's not like you flip over a rock and you're like oh there's my purpose perfect i've been looking for it like let me run with it purpose is a an evolution over time. Every single day I learn more. I become more. And I have to give myself permission to go, I'm interested in this. I love this. This makes me feel like me. This turns me on. This makes me curious. I want to dig further into it. And I'm going to share from a place of that. So it's not that we have to like harness the confidence to burn something to the ground and move into something else. It's understanding that at the end of my life, the only way that I'm going to be truly fulfilled and happy is if I trust myself enough to make micro moves towards what does feel true for me. Yeah. I love it. I mean, so much of what we said was just like resonating 110%. Like, yep, I check, check, check. Totally get it. Totally. totally it also is. It's like the toxic relationship where you move on. And you're doing good. And then when things get a little bit hard, you're like, oh, maybe I'll just go crawling. It was good enough. Right. So it's having that awareness, too, of like it's going to be hard. And when you start leaving good for great, the great is not going to feel stable. The great is not going to it's going to have a whole bunch of unknowns. You're going to feel really new here. It's like being fresh on the dating scene. Yes. (laughs) You cannot go fully back because you have to remember that, like, it wasn't as good as you think it was. You know, like that when you go crawling back, it's the same bullshit. So you have to remember the bullshit and how you felt when you're not feeling good in that scenario and to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, I think the challenge is initially is moving from good to the unknown. You know, there's no like guarantee in that shift that. Great awaits you open down, but you're like, am I moving from something that's good to something that doesn't work at all? Right. And yeah. it's the same with really leaving a relationship. I mean, how many of us stayed in a relationship that was like when you wasn't that great, but still we were like, maybe I end up alone for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It is. And it and I think it when we lengthen the time horizon on our life and that it's not like my business and my offers and my stuff right now. It's like, where do you want to be in five, 10 years? If you don't want to be doing the shit that you're doing right now, then why are you doing it? It's prolonging the experience. So do you have to cut off one to move into the next to be in alignment with your five, 10 year plan? No. Look at where you are right now and say, what are the things that I can put into place to get me moving in the right direction? So in five or 10 years, I can go, Dang, I really created something that I am proud of that is multi-dimensional, that is all of me. And and you get to feel really proud of it. Yeah. I love that. You know, I'm just wondering for you in your evolution, where did the kundalini come into you? Was that something that you discovered in your twenties when you were like when you talked about getting cleaner in your living? Uh, or, or was that something that pops up later for you? Mm-hmm. 
I always say that Kundalini finds you. You do not find it. Like it's one of those things you'll hear the word and you're like, oh, that sounds weird. And then it starts showing up. And then, you know, it, we'll start researching it. And the Kundalini was really that for me. So when I was in major transition in my life after my second daughter, so when the postpartum anxiety and depression started to show up because I was in hustle cycles, because I was so disconnected from my identity, I had no identity outside of success. I went from the lost identity party girl to mom. That was the only identity that I had. And then I had to figure it out really quick. So I became success and hustle. That's what became my identity. And so I think that that whole transition, bird's eye view and zoom out, it was me seeking identity. Time to seek who you are as a soul and what you're here to do and who you're here to serve. And so that's when Kundalini really started showing up for me and I started practicing it. So it saved my life in terms of helping me heal anxiety and um, really dysregulated nervous system and perfectionism and people pleasing and all of the reasons that I was successful <laughs> the first time through. I think we can build really successful businesses from people pleasing and perfectionism and driving ourselves into the ground and the anxiety that we just say is normal. It's not. There's a way better way to do it. <laughs> so that's where Kundalini found me. I started practicing it. At first it was like awkward and I was like, what? This is so weird. Is this a cult? It's not a cult. <laughs> and it's not dangerous. But I had all those same feelings in the beginning. Um, but I watched it transform, completely transmute my life. I started to connect so deeply with my bigger vision and mission for women and entrepreneurs and like what I wanted for people and healing through all of the things that as a visionary I went through and what I was in pursuit of. And when it connected me to that, it helped me start to, of course, build the next layer of my business. It was a thing that when I really doubled down on it and started practicing, I went from like 4K months to consistent 40K months in like a six-month period in that new business. Like that's that's an anomaly for stuff like that to happen. And not that I used any kind of in, like super intelligent strategy. I wasn't, I didn't even have a website until like, I don't know, a year ago. And it's because it was on like a 50% off sale to get a template for like Black Friday <laughs> to put on a Kajabi. So nothing that I was doing made sense to produce a business like that. I, I truly believe that it's because I learned how to increase my magnetism and the way that I was showing up online, increase my visibility, increase my potency, and regulate my nervous system. Truly. And at what yeah. point did you then start weaving Kundalini into what you were teaching? Because yeah. to me, that's like, that was really something that just kind of blew me away. I was like, oh my gosh, because I was like, my yoga part of my life is over here. Oh, you know, <laughs> my, my totally. my, you know it's like these compartments. And I was like, uh -huh. oh my God, this woman is teaching business and she's teaching Kundalini at the same time. And I'll show up with conversation because like, people like, I have to niche. And I'm like, but do you? Because I'm like a walking contraindication of everything that we were told about niching. Um, so I was teaching business and I'd been teaching business for a really long time. But what I started to see was how the energetic work, how our nervous system, 
our endocrine system. And so that's what Kundalini really works with is our nervous system and our endocrine system. And of course, our aura. Um, I was really starting to see how that was affecting my business in the way that I had always done it. So when we come into the business world, it's like figure out your niche, figure out your brand, figure out your product suite, figure out your all, all of these things that we're doing all these tasks. But when we are dysregulated, when our endocrine system is affecting our chakra system, we don't feel safe. We have a lack of creativity. We have a lack of power, willpower. We're not fully expressed. We're not speaking our truth. We got to go online. We're like, I don't know what to say. Our intuition is cut off. We're like, when's the like glorious idea is going to come through and it's going to be my big break. So Kundalini was the bridge for that. So I seen that bridge when we practice this work and we regulate the nervous system. We work with the chakras. We work with the endocrine system and we expand our magnetism. Well, of course, that is the like secret sauce to business, right? Then we do the strategy and it works. So the thing with this is anyone who is multidimensional and they're going, how do I make the yoga work with the business? Or how do I make nutrition work with this other thing that I'm doing? We can always combine everything when we look at how it correlates and makes sense within our body. If you're in embodiment with the things that you are teaching and saying, look at your own perspective and your own body. Why does this help? How does this work with this inside my experience? You can teach it through the lens. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so in like your teaching just now, can you talk me through? Because you started like four years ago, did you say? Yeah. This iteration, As She Rises. Yeah. As That's she your branding, right? Yeah. As She Rises. Yeah. And your podcast is called Empowerment Empower Project. Project. Empowerment Project. Okay. Yeah. And you should, everyone should check it out because I, I've listened to almost every episode and I freaking love and I just love your personality and your way of sharing. So go check out that podcast. Yeah, we can um, put the link for the podcast into the show. Oh, we no. totally will. We totally will. We'll get all the we'll get all the links. But okay. what I was gonna say is tell me a little bit about the strategy. Because when you so four years ago, you're like, okay, I'm gonna relaunch myself as a business coach. At that point, it was not Kundalini then. It was just like, I'm gonna teach business. Yeah. I mean, teach people how to do what I did, because I guess you've had this experience building a seven-figure business already. So you're like, I'm going to teach people how to do that, essentially teach them how to run businesses. Where did you start? Did you start with one-to-one -one coaching? Did you start with uh, group yeah. programs? How did you, like, what was yeah. your strategy? Because still, like, your results are phenomenal in such a short period of time, and I'm sure people would love to know. Yeah, totally. So I will preface and say also, the industry is a really fast moving, fast evolving industry. So how we did it four years ago Completely. is not how we do it today. Completely. I love that. And it's not how we're going to do it. It's crazy. Like as soon as this podcast, it's changed. <laughs> so number one is about being innovative and staying on your toes as an entrepreneur. Don't get too comfortable and don't take one strategy or one way of doing it as gospel, because as soon as that coach has recorded that video to tell you how to do it, it's obsolete. You are so much better off listening to your own guidance and say, oh, I feel like it'd be really fun to put out a class on this. 
or it would be really fun to create a program around this, or I would really love to work with a handful of clients on this particular topic or this, um, you know, creating this type of environment for people and then doing the tangible, practical things like showing up on social media, like building a personal brand, like creating the offers in order for people to buy them. Like a perfect example of this is when I came into the industry and with not programs and courses, like everybody and their dog did not have a program and a course. And the word container was a brand new thing in this space. Huh. So what I did then, it's completely different than now. What we're seeing is working really well now is shorter programs, the micro offers, um, giving people the ability to come into our world and try on our process and the work that we do then coming into the longer term stuff um, for the deeper work the deeper integration work so it's always changing but for me when I started my business and I was like okay we're going to do this thing I was still blending a spirituality not kundalini necessarily I hadn't gotten there yet but I was blending uh, spirituality with the business so when I came out online I was like, I'm going to build a Facebook group. Here's who it's for. We're going to talk about well-being and spirituality and building a business and being an entrepreneur and all the things. So I just, I called it as she rises. I started building the Facebook group, went live every single day in there. And I just spoke from my heart, my experience, what I was going through and what I was learning, what was working, what wasn't working. And I just holistically shared my perspective and my life as it applied to business and spirituality, because that's what I wanted to be teaching. I put together a, just talking about this in my group coaching program this morning. I was like, guys, just put something together. My first program that I had 11 people join and it was $77. It was like a seven day how to build a vision board and then set goal program. <laughs> it's like, I would never run that now. Still great. If you want to buy it, I'll give it to you for free. It's quite cute to go. And watch my face is so red and I was like sweating like what are we doing here and this is insane on the zoom call and so that was the first thing that I did and then I took a handful of one-on-one -on -one clients and I launched it's called Lunar Rhythm Academy and it was how to use the phases of the moon to accelerate in business essentially so that cycle of creativity putting in the action steps reflect what's working what's not and then shed, letting go or delegating the things that are not working and getting clear on okay what what's coming so it's always that like rebirthing cycle put out a program on that and then from there it's like just kept building the products we kept putting things out i would retire programs i would create new programs but my business really really took off when I created my four-month group coaching program, the Co-Creatrix Method, and I'm sure you've heard about that one, um, but it is like four-month spiritual business coaching, and I created it, and I launched it over and over and over and over again. So I created that brand identity. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about that, like, you know, doing something over and over again which I often hear is such an important thing, <laughs> but which I'm one of those people, like, I feel like I get bored of it. Mm -hmm. I get bored. And I'm wondering, do you get bored or do you feel like, do you just feel like I keep making it better? I keep expanding it. There's ways to keep it absolutely fresh for me. How does it go? Oh, 
There's going to be times when you're super bored in your business. That's okay. It's okay to create enough stability that you start to get a little bit bored. (laughs) Right? That means that you're grounded. It means that things are working. So we're allowed to get a little bit bored. And I think for your audience, it creates that sense of stability, familiarity. We have familiarity with someone. It feels like home. And so when we have those pieces of our business that feel like home for people, it's easier for them to land and get into the program. Or when we are in creativity and we're putting out new offers, it already feels like home inside of our product suite for them. So they will into the other offers. Yeah. Now, yes, I'm always revamping things. If something feels bland to me, I get rid of it and I innovate. I'm always innovating the stuff I'm creating. And it's okay to also co-creatrix method right now is something that the doors are not open to because I'm focusing a lot on my certification program, the six-month certification, which will have a master level certification. That's what I'm really, really excited about right now. We just wrapped up the four-day in-person retreat that we do on the back end of uh, the six-month certification. And it's so exciting to me to be passing on this body of work kundalini and neurosomatics and how to use it inside your own business your own mentorship your own coaching that had me really excited right now and i do have the business program so what you can do is make it more evergreen it's something that if you come into my really want to learn business with me perfect here you can buy it i'm just running it as a group coaching program at this particular moment because I'm focusing on something else. So business is really cool. Like if you are newer in business or even if you're not, you're like, I feel like I'm spinning my tires. Look at your business 12 to 18 months from now. If you could give yourself 12 to 18 months to build out something that really makes sense for your client on the client journey, right from the second that they find you on social media all the way up to... What is the ultimate outcome that I could give to somebody? Best case scenario, where do I want my client to be? So for me, it would be someone who is newer on their spiritual journey. They are an entrepreneur. They're excited about business. They're probably making zero to 10K a month inside their business. And they're like, I'm doing all the things and it's working. I'm a little bit burnt out. I'm a little bit frustrated. That's where they're going to be coming in. Best case scenario, where do I want them to be? I want them to feel alive. I want them to have a thriving multiple six-figure business in a way that feels good in their body, in their relationships, in their parenting, a whole holistic lifestyle. That's the goal. So in 12 to 18 months, I goal program experiences, thing stones for that person to get from point A to point B. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that way of thinking of it. It's lovely. So something that I love with you is obviously that you are a mother. And I think that mothers have a different, we have a different world of building a business, right? Like it's completely different if you're um, single and don't have kids versus you do have kids. And something that I'm fascinated by with you is like the way that you really seem to put, like you put being a happy person, it seems. Ahead of making money, 
that's definitely important and that's part of it. But it's also, you know what, I'm doing this in order to live this life and be a great mom and be with my kids. I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about being a mom and having a business and how you personally find that balance and make it work. So good. I love this question. It's about a values-based business. Business to me was never about making the money. We, we all, we're all going to be wealthy. We're all going to be rich women living incredible lives because we get to, because it's our birthright. There's a variation of different ways that we can get to that end goal in business. And for me, it was my values first. I'm not willing to sacrifice my happiness. I'm not willing to sacrifice my well-being. I'm not willing to sacrifice my family. Like I've been there, done that. When I made a million dollars from that place and it was so empty when I got there, when I sacrificed everything, including my well-being, and this is it. Like I worked so hard to create this, whereas what I want is in five years from now to go, I lived every experience to the fullest. I am a good mom and I'm a good partner and I love the adventure that is my life and I'm connected to myself and I'm happy and I'm I'm healthy and I'm wealthy. So I'm not just rich, I'm wealthy, right? And that's the difference. So when we build a values-based business, it's understanding that like you will be successful, but you don't have to do it at the expense of what is important to you. And so as a mom, yes, I'm a mom of three little girls and they're wild and they're busy and... (laughs) (laughs) all the time they are four six and eleven at the time that we are recording this and i think that two things happen a we see a whole bunch of moms having success on the internet and we think that there are not hard days and that there are not tears and that there are not down times and there are not times when we want to throw in the towel like i every day there's a balance that has to happen and it's not easy and so i want to normalize that too that it's hard it's hard to be a mom and an entrepreneur do not watch people online and think that they didn't have three meltdowns before they made that perfect live this morning because they did and things are not always going to go as planned and so starting to harness compassion with yourself and trust with yourself first and foremost in everything that you do so when it comes to building a business i think like what are the needle moving tasks that are really important for me to do? And if it's not important for me to do it, I delegate it or I don't do it. And then I don't shame myself for delegating or not doing it. And I understand that building this business means legacy for my family. So It's not my business on one side and my family on the other. It's my family and this is our business, our legacy, our future. So when I'm launching a program, we are launching a program. We celebrate the As She Rises conference in September. That's our event. That's our thing. Of course, my kids are going to be there. My kids are putting the stickers on, on the little journals that everybody gets. And I bring my kids into it. And when I when we create our business in this way, when I hit a goal, we hit a goal. When I celebrate, we celebrate. When I'm struggling and something is hard, I use it as a lesson to teach my kids about life and about grit and audacity and doing hard things and, and sticking up for yourself when it gets hard. Every lesson in business is a lesson for my kids in life also. And with that, when I do have to do tasks and 
be a, a real CEO of a business, it's, I say to my kids, okay, these are my work hours and this is your play hours or this is whatever. And it, it doesn't create that friction or resistance where mom is always working. Mom's always on her phone. Right. Cause I think that's like the weird dynamic that we get as moms. It's like, I feel like I'm sacrificing my kids or I'm sacrificing my business. What would it be like to create a whole environment where I just sometimes have to set boundaries? My kids get it. Right. Like I'm on this podcast. My kids are pumped that mommy's on a podcast. It's really cool when she's getting interviewed. And then later we might do some business stuff. And when it's time to shut it down for the day, I shut it down for the day. And I'll have one toe in the business all the time. Oh, I love this. It was midsummer as we're speaking. And my kid, and yesterday I was like, I think I need to get an office away from home because it was just like I was trying to get stuff done and the kids were coming in like every two minutes, you know? And they could tell they were a bit annoyed with me. They're like, oh, mom, how come you have to work again? I'm like, look, if I was a nurse, I would be gone. Like, I would just be gone like for the whole shift. So you're lucky because I'm not gone for the whole shift. But I need to do this for one hour, you know? But it's not always easy. Not always. It's not easy. And that's that normalizing piece. I laugh when you say my kids were coming in and out because right now it's like, oh, you know, look at Casey. She's, everything is quiet. The house is quiet. Like, at any moment, one of my kids could come in and I'd be like, oh, hang on one second while I like go with this bomb that just went off and we'll continue recording, you know, and it's the real human. I have a, adopted a belief in my business that people hire me because of all of it. They see me being a real mom and a real hot mess and a real like spiritual weirdo. And like, I'm, it's so funny like when moms like at the school or something, they're like, oh yeah, I see you on Instagram. I'm like, oh God, like, no, no, don't follow me on the Instagram. <laughs> it's like the whole, the whole new dynamic. It's such a weird world over there. I feel like I live two lives. Um, but I think, and I've heard this from so many of my clients, the reason that I hired you is because you do show it all. And with that, I have to adopt a belief that 99% of our sessions are going to go perfectly. And then there's going to be sessions where it's going to be real life. And I'm going to have to move a date on something. Doesn't happen very often. But if it does, it's okay. Right? Because it's, that's all of me. And it gives me, them permission to be all of them. And then your clients, for them to be shedding those layers of perfectionism. Parenting and being an entrepreneur, a mompreneur, that has perfect perfectionism written all over it the pinterest mom and the million dollar ceo and when we start trying to like pinterest birthday party that whole dynamic there's no there's no room for error there's no room for realism and there's also we're perpetuating shame and guilt all the time that's it we walk around with shame and guilt all the time so for us we're releasing shame and guilt I don't want to walk around with shame and guilt. That does not feel good in my body. And I'm doing a lot of work to not feel that way. So if I release the shame and the guilt and I get to have it all, now what does it look like? Opportunity, right? Ah, I love it. Because I think for me, like, I just think we're in this incredible moment in our world yeah. where what is going to move us forward. And we are obviously not in a great place globally at this minute. 
I feel like yeah. what's going to move us forward is women reconnecting with the truth of who they are and letting their voices be heard, like in a real way, not in this like false way, but just showing up as who they are. And I love your work because I feel like you're really helping to amplify those voices and empower women in those ways where we have shrunk ourselves and we feel like we have to show up in a certain way or we feel like we have to be more perfect or better in order to be worthy of having the next level of success. And I just feel like, oh my God, we just need every woman. Like it's all hands to deck right now, in my opinion. We need every woman on board to just be them full selves. So you bet. Yeah. Thanks you for your reflection. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So just two last things. Second last thing is I'm just thinking of this journey from you being 22 years old, which I'm just like, oh my God, my heart cracks open. We're that story just so young. But having like your last 20 bucks, I could get tearful about this. And I'm like, did you do any specific money mindset work? Because that's a huge journey. To go from that space of being so broke, I, I completely resonate with so many things in your story. I didn't become pregnant. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because my partying went on longer <laughs> because nothing sort of made me think, I've got to get my shit together. So, you know, I just carried on, you know, for way too long and got into that toxic phase with the whole partying thing. But I'm just wondering if I could honestly ask you about money mindset and shifting that identity for yourself. Yeah, because obviously you're just a completely different reality now. Yeah. So before Kundalini, I dove into the world of neurosomatics. And that's where my background in somatic therapy and subconscious reprogramming and all of those things, that's where that comes in. So even in my certification, I don't just teach Kundalini. I teach Kundalini and neurosomatics because I think that they go hand in hand, hand in hand. We can't do the spiritual energetic work and not look at what is actually happening in our subconscious and inside of our body. And our body is where we store trauma. Our body remembers everything. Even if you don't remember it, your body remembers it. So when you're in a certain scenario, even if it was from five generations ago or past life, our body still remembers and it creates the reaction. So when we use our senses, when we hear something or we see something or we taste something or kinesthetically we experience something familiar, it can re-trigger that trauma. With the trauma is the thought. And the thoughts are the things that make us go, well, I'm not good enough. I am unsafe. <laughs> like impending doom. Right. That's where money stories often come from is also the traumatic reaction and the way that the language our body speaks and um, the reaction side of our sensations and emotions and all the things. So before I had a background in Kundalini, I dove really deep into some work and um, embodiment work. And I got certified in a whole handful of things like EFT tapping and subconscious reprogramming, hypnotherapy, and I went to therapists and I use these tools, even free stuff on YouTube, guys. Don't think that you have to shell out hundreds of thousands of dollars to begin your journey. Have that as the end goal to get there, but start with Insight Timer app and the meditations or free hypnosis on YouTube and utilize those free tools because our subconscious programming around money, it's everything. Because if we have wonky thoughts, it creates 
unsafety in the body. So, and like you're asking me, like, at, you know, 22 years old when I was like, okay, you know, I had her when I was 23 and I said, I have to do something and start the business. I started it on pure, I have no other options. It was not a money mindset thing. It was like do or die. So that is a, even in itself, a trauma response that started the business. It is a survival mechanism. I didn't build it on, oh, I want to, or I desire to, or I feel creative and excited. It was like, I have no other option, survival mode. But eventually the money, the money stories do come up. They do surface because when we leave survival mode, all the other stuff comes up. We stop numbing, all the shit comes up. So um, yeah, hypnotherapy was really, really huge. Looking at the root of my belief that I was unworthy of money, looking at my parents' money habits that got passed down to me and choosing something different and putting things into place that started to nourish my relationship to money, like having a weekly money date. Didn't feel good to look at my bank account and see zero or see that I'm in the negative and credit cards piling up. Of course, it didn't feel good. But what did feel good was to take the actions that I know how to take in my business and every single dollar that came through there got allocated to forward moving action, forward moving actions, having weekly money dates through a lens of acceptance. We got here because that's all we knew and I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm getting better and I'm getting more literate every day. Yay me. That's really exciting. It's shitty. Yeah, of course, self-acceptance. What can I do with it moving forward? Having those money dates and doing the subconscious around my worthiness and my ability to make money. And I took action in my business <laughs> and I kept moving forward. Totally. Yeah, that's deeper work is so important. You can't override. If you're doing all the things and it's not working, it's not a strategy thing. It is absolutely something going on in your body your energy or your mind yeah amen that's beautiful if there's one thing that you would want everybody to know everybody on this whole planet to know to understand to get what would it be oh that's so good <laughs> pressure i want you to know everything <laughs> what do i want everybody on the planet to know I want everybody on the planet to know that like your gifts are enough and that we are so needed. You are needed in your uniqueness and your perspective and your heart and your values and that that's enough, that it truly is enough. And I know that's such a like cliche thing to say, but understanding that who we are, what we believe we are here to do, how we believe we are here to serve the perspective and the lens through which we see life, what we deem important in our values, that's enough. That's enough to live a happy life. It's enough to live a wealthy life and that we take action to do it. And what do I want entrepreneurs to know is that it gets to be really easy when you stop acting from a place of pressure. That's something that we have all learned. That is our coping mechanism. From the second that we come out of the womb, even our birth stories, for most of us, it was like push, pressure, stripping the power away, right? Like, I don't know how many of you were moms, but like not too many of us have even birth stories that that wasn't already wrapped up. And so we come into the world with pressure, do better, be more, figure it out, grow up, 
have it all put together. Don't make mistakes. Don't look silly. Don't say the wrong thing. Everything is pressure, 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 pressure. When we come into business and it's no different, we already start creating pressure even where there isn't any because that's what we're used to. Our nervous system loves familiarity. So if we grew up in a household, which 99% of us did, whether you understand that yet or not, our nervous systems are hardwired to have chaos, to have ungroundedness, to have chaos that our parents experienced from their own money stories, their own ungroundedness, their own wounding and their trauma that they perpetuated and then borrowed to us. We all have a nervous system that's like a ticking time bomb. You just don't know it yet because you've been doing it for so long. <laughs> so that's our state of homeostasis. And where we don't have that, we create pressure to have it. So my for entrepreneurs is okay to begin to build your legacy and build wealth from a place of happiness and ease and vision and creativity and that you get to release some of that pressure because you're going to get there either way. It's inevitable. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I, it's really funny because I've just been thinking about this for some reason today, uh, pressure, pleasure versus pressure, you know, and those yeah. two energies and what's informing the decisions. And I yeah. love. Yeah. Um, and that push pull energy, that's the easiest way to tell in your body. Like, listen to the language that your body is speaking. We've talked so much about this today. Your body will leave the clues. If you feel like you are being pulled towards something, it's a yes. If you feel like you are being pushed, like you've got force behind it, then something needs to be reevaluated. Am I in push or am I in pull? You want to be in pull. If it turns from pull into push, renegotiate. There's something about it you want to be in that pull energy 80 percent of the time you need a little push you know that's where like timelines are coming up it's like i think i have that cue that i like to wait until the last minute and then i work best under pressure it's <laughs> where can i start to create this healthy pressure and not like real <laughs> we have a timeline so there's a little bit of pressure that we can self-impose that is healthy but 80% of the time has got to be from pull energy. And where can people find you? We will put it in the show notes, of course, but just if there's anything you want to say. Sure. So <laughs> everywhere. I am everywhere. Yeah. I am Casey Villard. I love your name. <laughs> well, I think, Bess, your podcast is not coming out until September. So a lot of the things that we have going on may have expired by then. Um, but just come and find me on Instagram. I am... Actually, yeah. just just say you're doing a live event. Tell me, just tell me about that. Just a little bit about that because I'm so excited. I'm like, what? I know. I'm so excited too. It's been such a labor of love. People have no idea what goes into live events. I had no idea. And then when we were in the thick of it, it's like so crazy. So as she rises live conference in canada uh calgary alberta it's september 30th through october 1st um we have the most incredible lineup of keynote speakers uh coming to teach on all things business marketing branding sales um finances all the keynote yumminess that we have like of course the nervous system and somatics and energy work and breath work and 
all of the really yummy things. We've got two full days of speakers. And then on the Saturday night, your ticket includes the goddess embodiment party. So we've got a somatic journeying DJ coming to like bring tribal beat and like embodiment. You come dressed as your highest self, whatever that means for you, like gown, crown, lingerie, pajamas, whatever you feel like wearing. <laughs> and you really just get to come into the room as your highest expression, move your body, network and connect with other entrepreneurial women. So it's a business conference, but like not your lame grandma's business conference. We even got a tattoo artist coming to do tattoos as a vendor. So it's going to be like, can we have fire dancers? They're like, no, that's like against fire regulation. I'm like, let's sneak in. Like, I don't even know. It's going to be wild. So yeah, the, the conference was truly built from me going I love the online space. I'm grateful for the online space. We have a lot of opportunity there, but I miss the connection. I miss that heart-to-heart connection, the feeling of other people in a room and the energy. It's like it's, it's palpable. You can feel it. It tingles your skin. And it's, you know, we went a really long time as entrepreneurs, kind of having that connection stripped away. And that's why a lot of us came online. A lot of people came online to build a business in 2020. And so it's time everyone to get out of your wow. house humans again. i love it because i feel like right now especially with this like ai onslaught oh that people are just like craving human to human you know right now i feel like when i'm doing things and i'm like is this a human that wrote this or is this ai i just have it all the time and i don't want to be reading things from an ai i just want i want human things i want people I want heartbeats yeah, heartbeats and hugs. I love giving extra long hugs. I probably like weird people out. Like, mm. I love it. I love connection. I love t- communicating. I love textures of the people's skin. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't emulate that online. It has to be done in person. And so, yeah, two days, hundreds of entrepreneurial, spiritual, mystics, visionaries. It's going to be it's going to be incredible. I cannot. I am so excited for you. I wish I could come. If I was in Denver, I would totally hop the plane up. But totally, I think the the furthest we have coming, we have like Texas, we have Florida. Um, That's a long journey across. Maybe we should organize a European edition. (laughs) Right, and two over. It's and two over. The Ashley Rise Conference, a tour. We could do the Ashley Rise Conference tour and like go everywhere. Bring to Spain. Bring it to Spain. (laughs) Yes, please. Oh, how are you? All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today and for having this conversation with me. And I just love you and your work so much. It was great hearing this. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And I appreciate the work that you are doing and, you know, bringing women together to to have this platform to share. It's a really beautiful thing. So thank you for having me. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with KC. If you're looking to connect with her or learn more about her work, you will find her on Instagram at I am Casey Villard and check our show notes for more of her links so you can get in touch with her and check out what she's doing right now. Thank you so much, Casey, for being here with us. We appreciate your work so much and thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favor? Please leave it a little review wherever you're listening to it or screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag me so I can see it. I would be so appreciative. Thanks so much. I love you and I'll see you soon.